Hi guys, welcome back to the Lola podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We have um, a guest, Jasmine Washington. Say hello. Hey, how y'all? Just while we were like starting the podcast, one of the things that we started talking about was how she actually was friends with my sister first. And then we actually kind of by proxy of my sister started <laughs> talking and she said something so interesting. And then my sister like moved away. Like she lived in DC, Maryland, Virginia area. DMV. And that relationship started to kind of fade. And you notice that. Mm-hmm. And like today, like I just want to ask you some questions that probably naturally goes into a conversation like about your life. And as far as like, just that simple comment, like it takes me back as far as, oh, so you saw that 15, <laughs> 16 years ago. Like exactly mm-hmm. what did you see with me and my sister? And when she moved, I hate it when my sister moved away. Oh, that was. My mom cut her hair. My mom's hair was all the way down her back. <laughs> she cut her hair. I felt so alone. I was pregnant with my second born. Mm-hmm. What did you see? Yeah. So we were pregnant at the same time. Uh-huh. Um, our daughters are two months apart. Mm-hmm. Um, her second born, then mine came later. Um, like I said, y- your sister was, is, because she's still here, so, is amazing. I can't say that now. I mean, I know she still is, but mm-hmm. I haven't seen her in so long. I know. Um, I was the little sister. Mm-hmm. I was the uh, third wheel to grown folks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was, you know, I was in my early twenties, <laughs> and I was the third wheel. Um, me and your sister became friends first at church. Mm-hmm. Um, we all attended the same church. And then me and you gravitated to each other. Um, mm-hmm. Little backstory, we're all from Louisiana. Even though we grew up in Nashville, they're a little northern than I am. I'm originally from New Orleans. And they're, where are y'all? Shreveport? Lafayette. La- Lafayette. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I say La- Lafayette. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that's the bond we had. Mm-hmm. Um you are over in the county over, and I was in, you know, the main county of Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And that's, that, that was the bond we gravitated to. Um, the oldest, I used to take her pacifier, and your sister was like, get that baby back her pacifier. Mm-hmm. No, she grown. She don't need the pacifier no more. Mm-hmm. So um, this is a, that's the bond we had. Then once your sister did move to the DMV area, we had parties galore for the children yes we were constantly with each other um you saw a little bit of everything you were there when i had my baby we came to each other's baby showers Mm -hmm. even if you just had a baby Mm -hmm. um you tried to help me breastfeed. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, wow. I'm always trying to help somebody <laughs> breastfeed. Don't give up. Just stick it back in there. Just put it back in there. <laughs> Came over to the house with the newborn baby. Mm-hmm. And you was like, no, you had to do it this way. So that was the bond that we mm-hmm. we grew. Like I said, I was that little sister to grown-ups. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's something that you cannot ever lose focus on. Mm-hmm. And that was, I think, mm-hmm. once things started to trickle down, which we'll get into, um, I think that's where I got hurt. Yeah. So. And uh, 
I specifically remember when it was a spring break because I worked part-time in private practice and then I was at home with my girls. And I also, I think, worked at the hospital. Um, and I said, hey guys, where do y'all want to go for spring break? And we did the <laughs> ultimate, very famous trip where we took them to Hawaii. We want to go to Hawaii. And we hit up Dollar Tree and we bought every palm tree, mm-hmm. cup, glass, tablecloth. And I still have those pictures. I do too. Of how we decorated my kitchen. <laughs> and we were in Hawaii. Like you could not tell any different. I bought the coconut and we didn't know how to open up the coconut. <laughs> it was like, how do you open it up? So we wasted a couple of dollars on a coconut because I mm-hmm. wanted a coconut. But um, yeah, we we had fun that day. Um, almost burnt the house down with cabbage later on. <laughs> I was pregnant with somebody <laughs> then. <'cause laughs> I always burnt stuff when I was pregnant. <laughs> you wouldn't even remember. I wasn't. Know what I, it I was. cabbage then. We just closed the door upstairs and we just the girl, let oh, the girls shit. run amok. And that was the best, let's see, I'll say the best four or five years. Mm-hmm. We were stuck together like glue. Mm-hmm. Yep. Then what happened? What can you remember? Because again, I've explained in other episodes like what trauma brain is and like how you have some memory loss and mm-hmm. things like that. So there are events that I don't even remember because of trauma. So you are almost telling this to me for the very first time in some things if I don't remember. So mm-hmm. what happens? So I said the first time and you said the kids were... <laughs> I'm trying to think what happened. Question for you. Did diabetes come before the stroke or after? Before. Two years old. Okay. So it was. Stroke stroke was after. 2015. Okay. Okay. So. um, My father had a stroke. Yes. Um. So I think, so you said 2015, I'm trying, I don't know what was going on 2015. It had to be a birthday party for one of the girls and Mm -hmm. the girls' birthdays are back to back. Mm -hmm. So, and it might've been a double birthday party. It is what it is. It was always together. uh, Yes. (laughs) So mom and dad came over, your mom and dad. So Mm -hmm. mom and dad came over and he had his little belt, you know, attached so he could lift up that leg. And I I opened the door. I mm-hmm. think you were in the kitchen doing something. I opened the door and made sure that he was able to sit down. And, you know, others came in. As we say, he came in, did not acknowledge your parents at all. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, mom, how are you doing? Dad, how are you? I'm like, you know, because, you know, when a stroke happens, a lot of things from... Just yesterday. If it happened yesterday, you're not going to remember yesterday. Right. So, yes, it's been a couple of years, but I was still a new face to your dad. Right. So I was very ecstatic that he still remembered who I was. I'm like, cool. He was like, hey, baby. Like, mm-hmm. hey. And, um, you know, the husband at the time did not acknowledge the in-laws. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Okay. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, do y'all need anything, mom? Do you need some water? 
you know, let me pull out this chair. What's going to make him comfortable? Mm-hmm. And I made sure that dad was comfortable, that he was okay. Mm-hmm. And um, like I said, I think you were outside or something, doing something probably with a dog or something. Mm-hmm. And I was the right-hand man to your parents. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was very strange. And no one had shown up by this No point. one had showed up. Yeah. Mom and dad was the first people to get there. Well, obviously, you all I was always, always the first, the first one. <laughs> I was always the first one to get there, but mom and dad came next. So mm-hmm. we were coming from the same area. Um, and, yeah, I think it was just strange to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, like, the first thing I kind of saw. Um, the limitations of coming over kind of mm-hmm. stopped. Mm-hmm. Um, I would call, and I was like, hey, what are you doing? Let's do something. And you're like, uh, you know, I can't right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would see you at church. I would get stares from and, you know, the husband. Okay. <laughs> and I was just like, okay. And sometimes, you know, I don't know if you felt it, but I stopped even speaking at church mm-hmm. because it was not welcomed. Mm-hmm. And That was know. very common in the the time that I was married where I would make amazing, very close contact friendships and then people would back up. Mm-hmm. And then they became distant. And then it was, I didn't do anything. So I always had somebody reinforcing that they were the issue, not mm-hmm. not us, mm-hmm. you know, so. And, and that's where you get a lot of, you know, you're better than that. I've gotten that before on my side. Like, you know, if somebody doesn't want to talk to you, you're better than them. Okay, but other people go through things, too. Mm-hmm. And so not knowing that you were going through something, it it was the, uh, the uncomfortable feeling of, like, do I even say hi? Mm. Yeah, like we, you know, when we switched churches, we sat beside each other. The girls sat beside each other. Mm-hmm. Um the girls just truly believed they were cousins. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my daughter said, Auntie Lola, like, you know, so it's, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it was, I don't want to, can I say hi? You know, mm-hmm. this way for distance. So mm-hmm. I think, th- I think this one I really just pulled back, but not knowing why I was pulling back Mm -hmm. and dealing with other stuff that was going on in my life. You know, Mm -hmm. I had grandparents that were sick at that time. So Mm -hmm. when you have your own issues that you're focused on, you're definitely going to pull away as well. So that interceding, you know, aspect of my life Mm -hmm. and interceding aspect of your life, they're Mm -hmm. clashing. So we don't have time to check on Mm -hmm. each other from daily calls to hey good morning what are the girls doing to good night girl whenever we had to plan something for spring break and it would never happen and it would never happen mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we went from having something every week in the summertime to not talking mm-hmm. so did you think that i was pushing you away or or was influenced to uh, it, it was um It was just there. What does that mean? It was, it was just, how can I just say it was, 
it just happened. Mm-hmm. It was an ease out, mm-hmm. you know, when you get stitches taken out, you know, they dissolve these days, but they take one stitch at a time. They're not just going to pull them. They take one stitch at a time. Mm-hmm. And that's all it was. It was one stitch at a time. And you're like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. It, you didn't notice it until you go back, like you said, you block things out. And you're like, hold on. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Like, what? That happened? Mm-hmm. Okay. And yeah, it was just, you don't remember things happening when it happens. Right. Yeah. What were your thoughts when you found out that the relationship was no more? Ooh, so... For a person who never posts on social media, um, we've always been friends on social media since social media was like real big. Uh, <laughs> Did friend- not like social media. <laughs> friends on Facebook, friends on Instagram, and all of a sudden you started posting, I think within the last year, mm-hmm. you started posting. And I said, Ooh, okay, somebody's missing. What's going on? Mm-hmm. Um and I actually thought the worst and I had to look up to make sure I didn't miss anything because I thought the worst. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, okay, well, I don't see an obituary. Sorry, but I mean, I, I mm-hmm. literally, I'm like, oh, everybody no. does it. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I'm like, okay. And then um, I kept looking. I'm like, well, she ain't changed her last name back because I, I know she petted like that because you know she's going to take her daddy's last name. I didn't see that. So I was like, okay, maybe, you know, it was just a girl's trip. Then the podcast came out. Mm-hmm. And I said, hallelujah. Don't ask me why I said it. Mm-hmm. I said, hallelujah. Mm-hmm. That was, that's when I knew that I knew something was wrong. Mm-hmm. It affirmed everything it that a- you didn't want to think. Mm-hmm. All those years ago, mm-hmm. possibly, yep. I was in that situation. Yep. It it was, thank you, Jesus. I literally gave God the highest praise. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Wow. And I was just like, I don't know why I'm saying it, but mm-hmm. it, hallelujah. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of people's response. Okay. And at the time, it was very hurtful for me because I'm like, well, what do y'all mean? <laughs> Because when you were like, well, it's clear, like she's going through something, but Mm -hmm. I didn't know I was going through something. Mm -hmm. And then when, you know, I slowly, the closest of the closest people like knew that I had filed for a divorce, it was, thank God, it's about time. Mm. And I'm like, what do you mean? And I I remember like literally crying. Um, And it was just like, well, why wouldn't anybody tell me? You know, and my best friend explained, uh, well, two of them had, had explained, if we would have told you, would you have listened? This I was just and now the healing that I've had and I can stand in my truth. I said no. And my parents never interfered because they wanted what made me happy, even though even they saw. You know, and, and I, I saw that like you were happy. Mm hmm. When when you saw us, you were happy. Mm-hmm. The podcast says other. Now I know that I was just relieved that other people were around, that I wasn't in. I knew that I was kind of safe 
in that moment, however long the party lasts. Mm-hmm. And I used to love when you were the first one to come and the last one to go. <laughs> last one out the house. It prolonged whatever I had to deal mm-hmm. with when the party is over, when no one is around anymore, the backlash, the isolation starts again until the next birthday party because I didn't get Christmases and Thanksgivings with my family. I saw that. I didn't. I felt that your family lived here. Mm-hmm. His didn't. Mm-hmm. So it was like, okay, you get time with your family because they live here. They're two counties over. They live here. His doesn't. So let's give the grandchildren more time with, you know, grandmother and uncles. Mm-hmm. It didn't register until, like I said, oh, that hallelujah. It, it didn't register until the hallelujah moment. Mm-hmm. And they both couldn't be, both families couldn't be at the same place at the same time. Even if the out-of-town family was in town, mm-hmm. that mean the family that lived in the state could not be over. It eventually came to that, yes. And that was by pushing my family out, mm-hmm. causing discord and discomfort where then they weren't allowed to come over. And I'm like, now I look back and I'm like, I'm a grown woman. <laughs> what do you mean they can't come to my house? That's like, your name. I have never not been employed. And my God, if anybody knows my hustle, like I, I, I've, I've always worked. Mm-hmm. And to never have felt like I had a roof over my head that I owned, it was always his house. Mm-hmm. And he made that known. So my family yeah. couldn't come and then his family was constant and that's how you just again you're grateful for whatever presence you're around and it's like okay well at least I don't have to if they're here I don't have to deal with the backlash and at least he'll be on his best behavior because people are watching but monkey see monkey do and like I said just sitting here thinking of the in-laws, very sweet people, very sweet. But mm-hmm. some things that you sit here and think about, you know, well, my son, and this is the way my son wants things to be. So this plate needs to sit like this because my son knows what's best. If that's not a direct quote almost. <laughs> And again, was there. the the episode that that came out last night talks about, you know, I haven't even watched it yet. The entitlement <laughs> of how these mothers create this sense of entitlement, and these men like see. And I haven't even watched it. Yet. I saw it, but I was like, I need to study, so I'm not gonna watch it. Yet. Usually, I watch it the first day it comes out. And you're always like the first to second like. You're in competition with <laughs> Sarah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So yeah, so mm-hmm. I haven't watched it yet. So see, you know, it's I've That's I scary. saw it. Yeah, I saw it. I mm-hmm. saw you know the brother, you know, mm-hmm. follow behind older brothers to say, yes, this is what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. And you're like, this is you make the face. This is not your house, mm-hmm. but you you had the big old you know Lola smile on Lola energy, mm-hmm. and that's. 
you just like you you just go with the flow Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. the ocean doesn't go like this right the ocean flows in one direction Mm -hmm. and you went with the flow and i think we all went with the flow man Uh, especially my family yeah to just keep the peace Mm -hmm. For the record, folks, don't keep the peace. It ain't worth it. <laughs> it's not worth it. It's not worth As it. As Medea say, be peace and still. Mm-hmm. Be the peace of still. And sometimes you have mm-hmm. to bring out the rage and say, I can't do it anymore. But that's part of it is that that person and that ego is it's inflated by knowing um I'm this person up here and no one's going to challenge me. So it just continues to over inflate this ego and gives them that God complex. Let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, never seen this person on LinkedIn ever. But now this person is looking up my LinkedIn account and requesting to be my friend. Mm-hmm. Why? LinkedIn, like I said, all types of social media. Mm-hmm. We're not cool like that. Mm-hmm. LinkedIn is for networking. Mm-hmm. I can't do anything with you. Mm-hmm. I can't network a chocolate bar. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> okay, you know. Mm-hmm. So it it once we you know once I started following the podcast, it got a little creepy, and I'm mm-hmm. like, oh. So you're looking at my LinkedIn. LinkedIn take your business. And I got the premium account. I pay for that. Mm-hmm. I happily pay for that $40 a month. I need to know who's looking at my account. Wow. Did not know it would be him. Did not know it would be the husband trying to see, you know, mm-hmm. your, why you're on my LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm. Well, yeah, things. When you have the God complex, you think you have rights to any and everything. Mm-hmm. To this day. Yeah. To this day, it is the constant uh, trying to control me or trying to control the children. And in, and in essence, like if you're controlling the kids, you're somewhat controlling the environment the kids put me in. That makes you think that you control me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I just call it like the George Zimmerman complex or the God oh. complex that it may not be directly to the crime that you have to ever speak to, but an abuser never stops abusing. Mm-hmm. They never stop with the entitlement. Um, it, it eventually, you know, catches up to them or in another relationship or something. Um, but yeah. Part of it is, you know, making sure that you surround your pe- yourself with people who are not just going to sit back and allow that and actually call it out. So now I can never sit back and don't be my friend if you don't ever want me to tell you the truth of what I see in something mm-hmm. because of what I've went through. Mm-hmm. And um, if you really want to know the truth, just ask because I'm going to tell you because mm-hmm. now I know. Mm-hmm. I know. I get in trouble with that. Jasmine, you're so unfiltered. Mm-hmm. Well, why do I need to be filtered? Mm-hmm. Jasmine, you can't always say what you feel. You ask me a question. Mm-hmm. 
Now, if you wanted me to lie, mm-hmm. I recommend you don't ask me the question. Go ask so-and-so over there because I'm I'm mm-hmm. going to tell you the truth. Yeah. Um, you don't have to say it's so harsh. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Yeah. I'm so kind with it. My, but, it's, I'm sorry, but this is what I saw. Mm-hmm. This is how you felt. You didn't know you felt that way until I brought it to your attention. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah. And it's for us as women and as Southern women, as strong Christian Southern women, Mm-hmm. We'll see the red flags in everybody else before we see it in oh, ourselves. Of course. You could point at everybody's flaws in their relationship. Mm-hmm. And because you put that front up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we felt it. We saw it. Mm-hmm. But you had to smile. Mm-hmm. A big smile. A big smile. Because it was very hard to dim the light of who I was. And when that light finally was dimmed. I realized I was literally dying, dying. Mm. Like my soul. I don't need that to happen again. So, so cry, we're not gonna cry yet. No. <laughs> oh. See, and that's like I said. I mean, we were attached at the literally. Mm-hmm. You had a baby shower at your house, then the literally right before. It was literally two days before I had my daughter. <laughs> literally in, literally having contractions. You were at my cousin's house mm-hmm. for my baby shower. And then when I came home, you was like, I can't stay, but here's your gift. Mm-hmm. And to see such a great bond, mm-hmm. it wasn't broken. Yeah. It was just paused for a very, 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 very long time. Yeah. Yeah. It was paused a long time mm-hmm. and it it was not when somebody is hurting one particular person they're not understanding they're hurting the little people underneath that mm. the control was over you but you took the control and you hurt three little people mm-hmm. that came from you one little person that came from me. Because like I said, those kids grew up like they were cousins. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what broke. Yeah. Like, I valued time mm-hmm. and and just relationships so heavily. Like, I, I truly, like, found my for real, for real spirituality. And I've always been a Christian woman and a deep spiritual person, but like, It takes you going down in the valley to truly find it. And one thing that God said is that I'm going to redeem all that time. Mm -hmm. And my dearest friend, like she would pray through all of this with me. And she says, you know, God, and and literally she, she made me read it over and over and over. And just two months prior to that, I went to her house and we were reading where God will restore the locust because her son was going through something. And she said, we're two or more gathered. She said, I need you to come wherever she called, like, because you need that spiritual force, Mm -hmm. you know, and we just pray that over and over for her son, just for us two months later to be praying that for me. And I'm just like, how, how is he going to redeem this? Mm. You know, because it's so much time that was, that was lost. And, um, when I had read, um, 
And it was that Bible. That was my Bible at work that I would make notes in if you grab it. Um, and it had talked about uh, the wife of your youth. Mm. And, and I was just like, I think it's in Malachi. And I was just like, I gave this person, you know, um, all of my use, all of it. And I probably won't be able to find it on a whim or whatever. But I remember I had called Pastor. <laughs> I'm a cool. Sir. <laughs> and I said, tell me, tell me if I'm wrong. Like, I need to know, like, that this can be healed. Like, I can do something about this. And, and he was so angry. But how I, I used to question, like, why are y'all believing me? Why do you not believe him? But people saw things that mm -hmm. built to this. Mm -hmm. And he was so angry. And he said, if anybody ever tried to take my girls away from me, the way he took your girls away from your family mm -hmm. and isolated you mm -hmm. and the way that he has treated you, he gave up on the marriage. Mm -hmm. And here it is. You're still trying to fight for this when somebody has given up on you. So it was a lot of male perspective that came in that when I had understanding and I started healing, I understood what that time being redeemed truly meant. And I'm, I still haven't even seen the fruit of it. So you said, um, you know, when two or more gathered together, mm -hmm. I used to say that a lot. And people were like, Jasmine, it just be you. Right. Me, myself. And I. And I. We go to town. We go. In the shower. In the car. Mm -hmm. Being laid out. Slain. Fervent prayer. Mm -hmm. Ain't that what they say? Mm -hmm. And I tell people, if he could talk to Moses in a burning bush, he, he can talk to me mm -hmm. by me, myself, and I. Mm -hmm. And you have to take away that roadblock mm -hmm. because God is a jealous God. Mm -hmm. And until you take away that roadblock, mm -hmm. he's not going to feed you what you're asking to be given. And that's what I've learned. And my roadblock was removed and God's true calling on my life mm -hmm. just exploded. Mm -hmm. Everything that I am and created to be, man, and I'm just getting started. Like, I feel like I'm just like picking the eggshell open as a new baby bird. Like, and, and it's just so much greatness that he's already shown me. And when I tell you things work out so wonderful under God's watch, I've always said to myself, I said, oh, I want to start a podcast for single moms. Mm-hmm. I don't have to. My sis got it. My <laughs> sis is talking about everything I want to talk about. But mm -hmm. I'm here because I'm like, I'm not going to do that. I'm, I'm not that person. I can't, you know, I, I know the gifts that God has given me. Mm -hmm. So I work with those to allow my gift to shine. And that's so what this he blesses. Is, and this is where it's at. I, I was like, I don't know how to do no podcast. I'll never be able to do it. But God opened the door to have this conversation with my big sister mm -hmm. and say, this is what happens when you are with someone who is a narcissist, as you mm -hmm. know, the direction of this. And that gaslights you into thinking that they are all you need. Everything. Mm -hmm. 
my everything. And and that's where I, I like I said, just four and my months thing ago. is if I was well, this is like a double edged sword, but like <laughs> if I don't think that I'm crazy and I'm the narcissist and I have someone who supplies me with everything, why would I treat them bad? Mm-hmm. But the unhealthiness of the disorder, they sabotage mm-hmm. and they don't even know that they're doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, if I tell you I love you, you're, you're fine. Prove it. Just that's not good this, enough. Right. Let's just fight about it. Yeah. Who loves who more? Yeah. But just I because. love you. You don't love me. Mm-hmm. You don't love. Yes, I, I do love you. Mm-hmm. And it keeps you in a cycle. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. keeps you in a cycle. Mm-hmm. So what you hear me talk about, and like you, we're older now. Life has served us. Have you walked through anything like this? I was going into it. So 20 years, a slave. What was the book? 12 years a slave. 12 years a slave. 20 years in a cycle. Uh, High school boyfriend on and off 20 years. Literally, mm-hmm. I just graduated 20 years ago this year. Mm-hmm. And he was actually supposed to attend my 20th uh, reunion with me. But I cut it off. Mm-hmm. Um, military guy. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say all of them are bad, but some of them. You know, PTSD is real. Mm-hmm. You've seen um, your friends get killed. So mm-hmm. you try to be that support system. Mm-hmm. Um, and saw them getting married. Relationships did not last, but still legally married. But they love you. Mm-hmm. They want to be with you. Mm-hmm. Um, you said in a podcast um, that, you know, when you do write your book, it's going to be a chapter. But he didn't hit me. Mm-hmm. But he didn't hit me. He mm-hmm. might have threw some things around. But he didn't hit me. Intimidation. Yeah. Um, Recently, it was just this year, um, we started back talking for this final time in November. She said final, buddy. (laughs) Final time. Mm -hmm. Uh, This year, well, in November. And um, one of my friends, um, he was moving out of his house Mm-hmm. And I wanted to go to the house party. And um, he's in a fraternity. Mm-hmm. And one of my best friends, she's in a sorority. Mm-hmm. Um, they're constitutionally bound. I know how y'all feel about that. So um, I don't feel any kind of way uh, okay. about it. Okay, I, I wear all the colors of the panhill. <laughs> and everybody knows what my favorite you know, color they, is. They crank me up. So you know where I'm going That's with this. That's their issue. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So um, I was like, hey, friend, let's go hang out, you know. And I had another friend. And he was like, oh, I'm going too. And so I said, okay. You know, I had told my boyfriend at the time. I said, you know, I'm thinking about going. And he just got upset. He never told me what he was upset about. He just got upset. Mm-hmm. Well, um, there was a membership presentation at one of the universities. Mm-hmm. And do you mean a coming out show? No, they don't say it no more. No, no. It's a membership presentation. Oh. Yeah. 
we we can't say coming out or probate anymore. Membership presentation. <laughs> Did I just tell everybody I'm you, not active? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so <laughs> you got to use the words right. So we went to that and I told him, I said, um, I'm going to meet up with. I'm, I'm going to meet up with my best friend. Mm-hmm. And he went in. If you're not going over there, then why are you still meeting up with her? Mm-hmm. Well, we already had something planned for the night. Mm-hmm. Well, we did because everybody said they were going over to the friend's house. So we went. Friend invited everybody from North Nashville. Do you hear me? We couldn't even get in the house. Mm-hmm. And so me being the girlfriend that I am, I told him, I said, we really didn't plan on going, but we did go. We couldn't even get in. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it was just a small little house party that turned into something huge. I was told the club is better than going to a house party. Mm-hmm. What do you mean the club is better than going to a house party? The people I hang with are educated. They have masters and doctorates degrees. You know, these are politician educators, mm-hmm. you know, pastors. Those are the most crookedest people in the world. Mm-hmm. Huh? Mind control. What? I'm conf- I'm confused. And I'm like, how are they crooked? Pastors and politicians. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, well, why didn't you go in? I said, well, they were smoking cigarettes. No, they were smoking weed. See, pastors and politicians smoking weed. Everybody smoke weed. Mm. And so I was picking on my daughter at the time. And I said, I had to end this conversation because I'm not going to be arguing with somebody who my daughter likes while I'm picking her up from school. Mm-hmm. And I said a, f- a few choice words <clears throat> to get him off the phone because he was still arguing. Mm-hmm. And we've had arguments before. And before the arguments, he would say, don't call me back. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you're going to call back. You're going to check up on him. Because you know you have arguments. Baby, are you okay? You're the fixer. Yeah. They'd be like, then I say, leave me alone. So you walk away. Why'd you leave me alone? (laughs) And so this time I didn't call back. Mm -hmm. This time I didn't call back. Mm -hmm. And I got cussed out. Mm -hmm. Now, is this the the nature of the relationship where y'all used language like that at each other? Nope. So as we are educating the audience, like red flag number one, like how many times? Did you allow him to disrespectfully speak to you and you just stay in that that hamster wheel? Because um, you love him. Oh, because I loved him. Oh, yeah. Um, was he still married? And they've been married the entire time. They've been separated the entire time they've been married. Mm-hmm. Um, got married probably 16 years ago. Mm-hmm. And he got deployed, mm-hmm. and he's been separated since then. Mm-hmm. Got deployed the next month, mm-hmm. and you know, and I was like, you know, I would, as you say, wife material mm-hmm. got it going on, mm-hmm. you know, and you tell somebody 
If I didn't get a divorce for my baby mama, why would I get a divorce for you? Wow. And so that I was like, okay, but I love you. Maybe that's like a whole other <laughs> podcast. But yeah, it, but I'm like, okay, but maybe if I love him enough, he'll get the divorce for me. Mm. But then you know, I love you, but like stupid, stupid. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Oh, oh. I have done it too. Oh, uh-huh. Women when, have done it. We got, when we get married, this him talking. When we, we get married, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this when we get married. But you got to get a divorce first, sir. Mm-hmm. Don't rush me into getting a divorce. Now your attitude's changed. Mm-hmm. But you just praise the getting married part with me. Mm-hmm. But you got to get a divorce first, sir. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me when I need to get a divorce. Y'all been separated. How many? I don't think. Look, mm-hmm. you can put it in a paper at this point. What do you think you know now about yourself that you didn't know then that you would settle for that? That I would or I wouldn't settle. You would not settle for it now. But like... When we're in these situations, there's something wounded in us. I'm a bad mother. Shut your mouth. That's what. Mm -hmm. I am beyond great. Mm -hmm. I am beyond powerful in God. I said, I cut, I officially cut him off a day before my birthday. I did not answer his call Mm -hmm. the day before my birthday. Mm -hmm. Um, I had an interview with a job on that Tuesday interview went very well he called me that Tuesday I didn't answer I didn't call back I didn't text I didn't ask for anything so backstory homeboy owes me a couple of thousand dollars I'm I'm not gonna even ask for it anymore because you're gonna ignore it Mm -hmm. I'm the problem I'm the reason why you owe me two thousand dollars I'm not gonna argue about it anymore so I didn't answer Mm -hmm. you know when you have an interview you don't get a job off of the next day they called the next day. You got the job. Tuesday had an interview. Wednesday was my birthday. You got the job. Mm-hmm. And that's why I said God is a jealous God. Mm-hmm. Stop putting man made in front of God's creation. Mm-hmm. And just like, not that there'll be a future situation, but for people who are watching, um, when you have to end things with people like that, that means everything is a loss. Mm-hmm. This you don't time it engage. Didn't hurt, but this time it didn't hurt. But I'm talking about like but the money. That's what I'm saying. And this time it didn't hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, when you really love something and you're like, oh, this is going to work out. Mm-hmm. The money, oh, whatever. It didn't hurt. I pay it back. I've spent and lost money on dumber things than this. Yeah. You know, I pay it back. Yeah. The when you walk away, like you have to be prepared to walk away from everything. I walked away with just like my kids' position, possessions in the dining room table. So that was my children's bedrooms, their couch, and the dining room table. That was a nice table, though. So. <laughs> it was nice. It was the first one I bought with my job. That, like, that was. I nice. was so proud. I like the table. So good, <laughs> good for you. Yeah, but that's that's what it is. You. When you officially let go, mm-hmm. you don't, because you cried for so long. Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't a 
consecutive 20 years. Mm-hmm. But I cried for 20 years over someone who told me that I didn't love them no matter how much I did. Mm-hmm. Sent plenty of care packages to Iraq because mm-hmm. we were in Iraq war at the time. Mm-hmm. I would get paid. I would mail off three, four was packages that, at a time. Was that reciprocal? Like whether, like, now nah, why would that be reciprocal now? Because <laughs> you were doing it all, so. I mean, said everything. When your parents are calling me saying, hey, you know, hey, Jazz, what you put in the package this time? I don't want to double it up. I was like, well, you know, you love Oreos. I know what type of deodorant he wears. Mm-hmm. Um, he loves uh, Twizzlers. He loves gummies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Even 20 years later, he was like, you still remember everything I like? Yeah. Yeah. You don't like Did coconut. y'all ever live together? No. Mm-hmm. No. I don't shack up. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I, I can't do it. Because mm-hmm. as my mama said, why buy the cow when you're getting the milk for free? <laughs> why and i think mm-hmm. that was another problem that that was a thing because i stayed over there a lot this mm-hmm. last time i stayed over there a lot and he would tell you know my uh sister he goes well you know she basically lives here i don't have a key to your place i cannot come and go as i please i don't live here so like how long has, well, how much time has gone since Y'all have no more communication. Um, a couple months, a year. When did he last? Cause we just broke up this past birthday. It was April. This birthday. This birthday okay. was April. So this is this is fresh. Fresh, fresh. So I'm still gonna ask a question, even though it's fresh. Like the last time he called was Father's Day. He tried to Facetime me. Did I answer no? Mm-hmm. Why's he calling you on Father's Day? And that's when. <laughs> When you deal with somebody, mm-hmm. you know how it is where you're scared to answer the phone because you don't know what number they're going to call from. Mm-hmm. Why I had to stop blocking because they would make the fake numbers that, mm-hmm. you know, you get on the website and create a phone number. Yeah, I, I made a TikTok and it's, oh, keep calling my phone. <laughs> I don't know what it was. And I was like, this is so true. They call you from random numbers. from random numbers. Yeah. You're reaching out to, you know, family members and saying, hey, tell her I'm in the ER room. Call your mother. I'm not your emergency contact. Mm-hmm. I don't care. But like moving forward, like what do you feel like you have learned from going through that? Like, in any relationship that you go into next as they say everything glitter is not gold mm-hmm. um don't tell my cousin told me this um don't tell people your aspirations mm, facts don't tell a guy what you're interested in don't tell a guy what you want so the, don't give him the game plan don't, don't give you're him the setting game yourself plan. up mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're you're setting yourself up for them to play your game by their rules. They have to present to you and be exactly who you want them to be. Mm-hmm. And it is you're playing, you're they're playing your game plan. Mm-hmm. You game. gave it to them, mm-hmm. so you've given them permission. Mm-hmm. You know, and the biggest like dating advice that that I get is number one: the best relationship you'll ever have is with yourself, and then. You know, like, number two, 
you have to teach someone how to treat you. Mm-hmm. But the first thing you've got to do teach yourself. is just mm-hmm. listen mm-hmm. to what they're presenting. Okay. And if it's not how you treat yourself, move on. Move on. And, and I have no time to waste. So it is kind of like get in line, get in line because I'm going. Okay. Because if you can't present and it's not that I'm going to miss a, 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 my prime opportunity, I don't know. And as I said, it, as you said, you saw that friends were no longer coming around you. I did not allow that to happen. Mm-hmm. And mind you, you hadn't even put the podcast out at this time mm-hmm. when I saw that. You're not going to take my friends away from me. Mm-hmm. You don't. You can't be friends with those people. They're, you know, cricket. Like, what? Cricket? Mm-hmm. Those cricketest people? You don't know my friends. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying my friends are perfect, mm-hmm. but you don't know my friends. Who are his friends? Because they typically <laughs> do not have they don't. a network but, outside but, of your identity. And so what kind of cracked me up was his thing. He used to say, uh, well, he probably still says it. Um I only hang around white people. I ain't seen a white person you hang around yet, buddy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then, then he goes, you know my friends. And he'll name off all these childhood friends that I haven't seen in 20 years. Mm-hmm. You know so-and-so. I don't know them today. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen them. Yeah, that's that's another red flag. Like, they don't bring anything into the relationship they have no friendships and their relationships with their family is typically exaggerated um yeah and And they also do not ever let go of past girlfriends wives mm -hmm. they Mm -hmm. they they hold on to that energy Mm -hmm. because if you don't talk to your baby mama why would she tell you she works with your wife if i don't talk to you i don't talk to you Mm mm-hmm I don't care. It's two whole nickels about you. Rub them together. You ain't going to get a spark out of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a baby mama. Daughter. I thought you didn't talk to her. I don't. You just told me you had a whole conversation with her and it wasn't about your child. Mm-hmm. It's never about the children. Mm-hmm. And as you said, even in their relationship with their family, it was a couple of weeks ago. I had the worst dream ever. Mm-hmm. I had a dream that the boy died. I was so heartbroken. Mm-hmm. Now, don't laugh when I tell you this. Don't laugh when I tell you this either over there in the corner. Don't laugh. I had a dream he died. So heartbroken. And his family was there. And, I mean, I'm looking like, I just can't believe this. His family go, this is, mind you, y'all, this is a dream. His family go, uh, straighten up, straighten up. She coming. She coming. I was mad. And that's when I said, and I love his sister beyond measures. But that's when God told me, leave his family alone too. Mm. Wow. That's what I felt from that. Because he will bring his family in to try to pull me back in. This is facts. Because they're incapable of sincerely apologizing for themselves. Mm -hmm. So they use their family, especially their female family members. Mm -hmm. To pull you back in. But look what we've created here. His parents. Me and him weren't 
officially he was married at the time. I mm-hmm. think was he deployed? He might have been deployed. But his family was at my daughter's christening. Mm-hmm. That's that's a, it. It's a twenty year stretch mm-hmm. in mind. You know why did you never say? Okay, you won't get a divorce when you do. Holla back. Said it several times, but the friendship love was always there, and the love love was always there. He was one of my first loves. Mm-hmm. Then this last time when I realized I'm no longer in love, mm-hmm. you can't break my heart anymore because I'm no longer in love with you. Mm-hmm. You can love somebody dearly. Mm-hmm. And when you when you break down and you cry, you know you're still in love. Oh, yeah. When you don't have any emotions at all and you Ooh. get the relief. Yeah. You're not in love. The love is gone. Mm-hmm. What's it? The thrill is gone, baby. And that is such a freeing and liberating place mm-hmm. to be when there is zero emotional reaction to what that person can do. Mm-hmm. And they cannot hurt you anymore. They can't hurt you. Because that has been the cycle of dysfunction of the entire relationship that they have banked on, that they have invested in, and that they have cashed out on mm-hmm. is as long as I can elicit some sort of emotion from you, I know you still care. Mm-hmm. That is so sick. That is not love. That mm-hmm. is not how someone shows you they love you by them responding because you hurt them. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's really a great ending point. You can't hurt me when I no longer have feelings Mm-hmm. Of the hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've taken every last bit of my energy, and now I have to build myself back up mm-hmm. with the Lord because there's no way you can do it without Him. No way. Daily prayer, mm-hmm. hourly prayer, mm-hmm. minute prayer, second mm-hmm. by second. Jesus, catch me if I fall. Yeah. And truly knowing what heartbreak mm-hmm. is. Like, I, I remember the days, like, literally, my heart hurt, you know, and then being able to rebuild. So it's, it's a muscle, mm-hmm. you know, and while you're trying to rebuild that muscle, you're also trying to rebuild, you know, this muscle and mm-hmm. somehow the two have to meet. And the healing that is involved that I, I, I that's part of this podcast is just to eventually reveal that this removes even me out of the picture and God gets all the credit Mm -hmm. because I'm not supposed to be here. Today, I want to ask you guys something very important. I'm asking you guys to share your story. It's so important that we have other women and men that are able to share their story. Narcissistic abuse is emotional abuse. It's mental and psychological And what we're trying to do here is educate other people as far as how to recognize some of the behaviors that are affecting people and they don't even know. Or if they're in their healing journey, like you and several of our other viewers are trying to get past, we really need you sharing your stories so that someone can relate. Your story and your walk and why you went through what you went through is really to help other people. 
We would really love if you could contact us and share your story and be willing to be bold and educate, encourage and empower other people who have had to walk in this situation or who have nowhere to turn like once you and I have been. Please contact us, email us at lifeoflivingabundantly at gmail.com. Thank you. So I had a boyfriend Mm -hmm. and, you know, old boyfriend, as my cousins say, Jasmine, stop repeating men. You get comfortable um, dating. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. And you you try to see how people are differently than what they were like in high school or middle school and stuff. So people change. And I started talking to this guy, you know, it was actually uh, during COVID. Um, And he said his living situation was one thing and it was actually something different. The internet, the internet is out there. Google, Google, Google me, baby. Okay. Google me. Okay. Yes. Google her actually. (laughs) But, and so I Googled and I was like, you don't have any African cousins. You say you live with your cousin. This is a whole Nigerian African princess name. What are you talking about? And um, confronted one of his friends about it. You know, that best friend going to have your back. Mm-hmm. That made me so mad. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that made me mad. The best friend had your back. Then he finally came clean about the situation. Mm-hmm. And I was like, my thing is just tell me the truth. I cannot stand liars. I say it in my most southern voice. Line it for churn. Line is for chaps. Okay? Mm-hmm. That you're grown. If I want to make the decision to be silly and be stupid and be with you, mm-hmm. that let that be my decision. Mm-hmm. Don't put me in a stupid situation. Mm-hmm. And so it happened. Uh, we broke up. And this one, I was heartbroken. I was in the bed, in that sunken place. Literally, the bed and me were becoming one. Mm-hmm. I was crying. Like I said, it's during COVID. So, you know, I'm at home. I can't go anywhere. And I said, get up. Mm-hmm. Get up. I told my mom about it. And she goes, I've been there. Mm-hmm. And I said, you? Doing, huh? What you mean, girl? And she told me, oh, yeah, miss the man from the church. You know, lived down in the bottom of his mama's house. Mm-hmm. He was living with his wife, too. I said, oh. Mm-hmm. She said, I didn't know until we got to church one Sunday. And one of the deaconess said, now, don't be all in his face today. His wife's coming to church. The dysfunction. And that's when she looked so heartbroken. And my grandfather's oldest brother came over and said, baby, what's wrong? She said, uncle, she said he has a wife. Now, my uncle was like me. He didn't have no filter. He gave a little, the deaconess, a couple of church choice words in the church mm-hmm. and said, we're leaving. Mm-hmm. You would not hurt my baby like that. Mm-hmm. 
And yeah, and disrupt the church because everybody. Was she in that? Yeah, that was ended that day. That yeah, it was ended that day because everybody in the church. Now this is back in the eighties. This was like mm-hmm. early, well, late seventies, early eighties. New under the sun. Nothing is new. Mm-hmm. The same thing that was done, you know, forty years ago, was still mm-hmm. being done today. Yeah. And that she was like, I was she like, I was heart. It's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay to be heartbroken. And you know how our southern mothers are. You know, stand up, be strong, get over it. Mm-hmm. No, my mama said it's okay. It's okay. And that's, I always knew my mama loved me. But when she said that, I said, my mama loves me. Mm-hmm. There is nothing that can break that. Mm-hmm. To see that my mama saw her child was hurt and said, I've been there. Yeah. It's okay for you to be upset. Yeah. Don't be upset for a little while. Yeah. Get over it. My mom um, cried once in the very beginning, like when I had filed for divorce. And she, I, I probably talked to my mom every day, two, three times a day. I was on the phone with somebody where I was vacuuming, cleaning, 18 hours a day. And, but I remember my mom called me one day and she said, that's going to be the last time you see me cry. Mm. She said, because if I get weak, you get weak. I was like, I always knew you was a soldier, mom. <laughs> <laughs> my parents had to have some hard conversations with me that really showed me a lot of that psychological abuse that's done to you. Like you, you know, I even thought my own family didn't love me, that they weren't supportive, that they were jealous of me, like a whole lot of crazy stuff that me as an adult, I believe. I didn't know you felt that. are still, I was told that. But when you're told something. So that goes again. Your, your natural conscious and then you go into a state of confusion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What they say, if you lie enough to everybody else, you start believing your own lies. So, so him lying to you, it's that brainwash mentality. It's that mm-hmm. Stockholm syndrome. Mm-hmm. It, it was horrible. And my, my heart goes out to my kids who go, have to grow through that because if I'm an adult and I had to, you know, and they're, they're getting there, but it, it's still there in our heads mm-hmm. forever, mm-hmm. you know? And yes. the things that were said about friends and, um, I mean, children. These were my children's friends. Mm. And the things to this day, you know, that he would say, um, just unwarranted, you know? So mm-hmm. it's so much that we're just kind of swimming through. And sometimes you have like those little relapses. For the most part, though, you sift through that stuff. And you know your own truth. Mm-hmm. Like I probably say it once a week, know your own truth. Know your, you know, know your own truth. But when my dad had sat me down, and I thought it was the cruelest thing he could have ever said to me, but it wasn't. He said, "You did this to yourself." So let's talk about that, Daddy. How could I ever do this to you know? Dramatic. He said, "That's step number one." And I did. I accepted it. I lived through it. He was basically saying in, you know, my dad is almost 70 years old. He was basically saying, you have to take accountability for your part in this. And then that's where it begins. I was like, the lies I was told, this man is going, he he is going to build 
rebuild mm -hmm. and equip me to come out stronger, better, and better mm -hmm. than anything. Girl, you're from Louisiana. We have some hard soldiers, okay? <laughs> I thought I told you. <laughs> but that's what it is. Like, you being a mother, could you ever think that your girls would ever believe that you don't love them? The way that you feel that mom and dad did not love you. No. Because, again, I was obsessed with the healing process to make sure that that didn't happen. And just who I am in my core and my being, like me and Alicia were talking about this last night, it is who I am. Mm -hmm. Remember when I kept the smile on my face? Mm -hmm. You know, like you can't break a good person mm -hmm. and I think no matter how much somebody tried to suppress that when you have to answer to God watch out mm -hmm. because in the end I was never broken and 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 that's and my kids can never deny uh, my love right and that's where your dad said you did it to yourself mm -hmm. you allowed yourself to think that we did not love you and and I remember, like I said, it's so much stuff that you don't remember. I remember, um, oh, I love your mother to life. Mm -hmm. She is a light. Um, I always said I wanted my daughter to go to Catholic school. Don't don't send that baby to Catholic school. Mm -hmm. Uh uh. Why you want to do that? They gonna hit that baby with them rulers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I remember when we was in Catholic school, that nun hit me one time. And that was the last time she hit me. Her childhood promise. <laughs> and that's what, that's what I said, that's, that's what I'm saying. I was, you know, I was just that close to the family. And, but I made sure, she's like, you could still send her and get her the best education. Mm -hmm. And I made sure that my child has the best education. And, you have your kids in a county that provides the best education for them. Mm -hmm. And so when when you're able to know what your children need, no matter what age, mm -hmm. that love never dims. Mm -hmm. It always comes back because mm -hmm. it never left. Right. You just had you just had to, you know, look around and like, oh, it was over there in the corner just waiting mm -hmm. for me. I'm just sitting there waiting yeah. for me. I'm like, yeah. okay. Yeah. Don't don't cry anymore. Get up. Put your big girl pants on. That's what I just couldn't wait for. Like when does the crying stop? <laughs> when is, when not when does the sorrow stop? Tears of joy. Right. Tears of joy are amazing. Mm -hmm. Tears I of joy. This oh, just to be so happy, and to think of as over to think of the goodness of Jesus. Mm -hmm. I could just sit here and have a crying session and thank God mm -hmm. of how He saved me. Because mm -hmm. even with the crazy one that I've had to change you know I haven't changed my number but I had to block you mm -hmm. you know Jesus 
is he coming after me? Do I need to wash my back? Mm -hmm. You know? And it's sad that people are put in that position. And it's like, where are the men accountable in that man's life mm -hmm. to say, what are you doing? You know, again, referencing back to the podcast last night, like, these non-regulated men who've never heard no mm -hmm. or have never been able to accept guidance mm -hmm. or counsel, mm -hmm. you know, like where are the men in your life that would make you think that it's okay to treat, speak, or act that way in the presence of a woman but or your children? They have men in their lives. You can't, they have men in their lives, but you can't, and, but they have, that mother that coddles them, that mother, dad, whatever they need. Hey, son. Hey, son. Hey, son. Can't be out on a date. Can't be Netflixing and chilling because your mother's always calling every two to three minutes. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I just have a memory, so I'm gonna keep in my head. That's what I'm saying. They 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 call constantly. You you know uh, this ear, this they have to control. this audience is for everybody, but I'm gonna say it. Can't have adult time because your mother's constantly calling. That's the memory that went through my That's, head. I, I actually picked up the phone. No way. Been uh huh. That's uh huh. The relationship that just en the relationship that just ended. Your mother's constantly calling. Hey son, what are you doing? You cooked. Hey son, I'm home. Honey, why? Why are you keep calling? Your son has to sit there and lie and say he ain't even at the house because you keep calling. Now go ahead and talk to your mother. Because if I wasn't here, you get off the phone with your mother. Talk to your mother. Go ahead. I won't wait. I wish I would have been strong like that in my twenties. Yeah, because you gotta think about it, Miss Fresh out of college. I was in college. I was nineteen. See, wow. Nineteen. But what did I say? You you gave him the rules of the game. You're going to court me. I sure did. I sure did. And you've got Could somebody it. who over overemphasizes what a man is and what courtship looks like. Like mm -hmm. red flag, red flag. Like somebody who is going to court me. I'm not giving you what courting looks like. Mm -mm. They're going to have a hard time fooling me. Or because I now know what it looks like and what it pretends to be, I'm going to know what I'm just getting. Mm -hmm. And... just not going to say too much. You can because it opens up a book of worms that you can't place back in. Mm -hmm. And you're you can't feed the devil with your good energy. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I've learned that. And it gets none. It, it gets absolutely none. So we're going to ask our podcast producer here if you've got any questions yes. for us. <laughs> testing one two okay this is working um you know i'm more of a listener 
and I'm taking all of this in. I'm actually getting wisdom from y'all because, I mean, I haven't never in my life even known about narcissistic abuse until starting to work with Lola. And now I know, like, it's very prevalent. So as like a, well, I'll say this. Both of y'all have daughters. Are they both in high school? Mine, she has one in high school, another one going. We have two freshmen. Okay, so as they get older and begin to date, how would y'all like tell them to navigate relationships? You can't date. You can't date until <laughs> you're 108. <laughs> nope. You got. You got to. You have to see the red flags first. No. <sighs> Talk to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have an open relationship with my daughter. Mm-hmm. It took a long time to get there. Um, as you know, I was a hard parent. I was a true single parent. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have weekends off. I was a true single parent. If she went somewhere, definitely when she was younger, she was with Auntie Lola or she was with godparents or she was with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was a true single parent. Um, if you have questions, ask. Mm-hmm. This is what your body goes through at this point in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, your body's going to change. This is what reproduction does. Mm-hmm. This is what anybody says to you. I started out with Chester Chester. Child molester. Uh-huh. When I hope that can be said on the podcast because it happens. It happens. You know, chest to chest, pet, pet, pet. That's what we're going to say. If you mm-hmm. got to edit it out, chest to chest, pet, pet, pet. You know, you have you have to have those conversations and anybody could be chest to chest. Mm-hmm. Nana, papa, auntie, uncle, mama, mm-hmm. godparents, teacher, best friends. So when you feel uncomfortable in a situation, get out of it, mm-hmm. call me. Mm-hmm. When you want to go out with friends, my daughter had something planned every weekend with her friends, loved it. Let me know, we'll talk about it, we'll discuss it, we'll weigh the pros, cons, and the risk. Mm-hmm. The pros of you having fun with your friends, the cons, do you have the money for it? So the risks, are y'all going to be here together and mm-hmm. stay? If you're not, what advantage point do you have to get out of their situation? Mm-hmm. It's that open conversation. If you see something that you shouldn't be doing or they shouldn't be doing, don't do it. Yeah, It's just with friendship. It's not the dating aspect. It's the friendship aspect. Mm-hmm. My answer is like a little, a little different. Like I've got one that's definitely older. Um, the friendship aspect, like literally my daughter brought me lunch today and we, we sat here on the couch and watched a movie for our lunch break. And we were talking about some friends and I don't want to expose like too much, but the friends that you are associated with and then the friends that eventually become attached to you. Sometimes um, I've had to explain to my children that people are attached to your good character Mm -hmm. and it starts as a child and it's no question when you are an adult because they're living these lives 
and they are running into these um, boys who have narcissistic traits Mm -hmm. because they're still just kids. We don't want to put nothing on their life, but you clearly see the direction that it's going. And these boys are taking advantage of these girls where I, as their mother, have never raised them to be. And in turn, you know, even with narcissists, they say one thing, but they do one. Mm-hmm. You know, rules apply to other people, but not them. So even what their father has taught them, they're watching their friends be taken advantage of by these young boys Ooh. in just friendships. So because they have an open relationship, we talk about it. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Why would a 16 year old owe another 16 year old a thousand dollars? Going to pick them up from court. Mm. I said, I don't even want you associated with that, but how else are you going to learn? So I want my daughters to date. They don't, but like, and they're going through stuff, but like we have conversations about their friends and dating and things like that. But they're learning through the experiences of their own friends. And then we talk about it. And then what is the dysfunction in that? Because I do not allow labels, you know, and I know that I'm specifically talking about narcissism here. But what I'm trying to get as even young teenagers identify the behaviors, Mm -hmm. the dysfunction. You know, don't worry about the label. The minute somebody crosses a boundary, you know, um, there, there are these little boys that have definitely the traits now. So I do agree that they have to go out, they have to live life, and they have to see it because I believe my children have gone through this path in life of watching what has happened in their family because it's equipping them for their future. And this is one area that they're going to be well-equipped. And if when they're in their 20s and nobody's pulling their chain or dating them, probably gonna know who their mama is. But most importantly, I do want to point something out. They're going to know who their father is. And there are still going to be idiots who are going to test my children. See, you said the little boys. Mm-hmm. There are the girlfriends. That's the age of 14 to 35. But no, the the girlfriends, you know, the friends, the girls. Oh, I'm talking to my girls on the phone. That have the traits too, and I had to oh teach the girls my, absolutely. Uh, I had to teach my daughter. Um, homegirl is an instigator. Mm-hmm. I've seen some of them pimping. How? I mean, this is this is seventh grade. This mm-hmm. was seventh grade. We weren't in eighth grade yet. This was seventh grade. And I was like, stop hanging with her. She has this, and she and this other girl have cooked up a whole crying scheme. Mm-hmm. Oh, poor child over there bawling. Mm-hmm. My child comes home and is like, she was just crying. And I'm like, why are you crying? She's like, I don't know. So-and-so just told me to cry. So she goes back, you made her cry because you don't want to be her friend. Mm-hmm. Now you get the teachers involved. Mm-hmm. Oh, so manipulation mm-hmm. at its finest. At its finest. Mm-hmm. Wow. 
Because everybody wants to be a part of the popular crowd. Be popular with your own friend group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, and that's what I say. you have to, that's what I said, the open communication mm-hmm. between a mother and daughter. Mm-hmm. Open communication with any child. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about what's going on in school. What happened in school? What happened in first period? Mm-hmm. English. What happened in second period? Science. What happened mm-hmm. in third period? What happened in fourth period? Honey, what happened at P? You have three daughters, honey. You are done by first grade. <laughs> what happened on the ride home? <laughs> I want to know. What's... I want. <laughs> I want to know who said "nuck if you bug." I need mm-hmm. to know. I want to know these things. So mm-hmm. have with children, have that open relationship of communication, even with friends, mm-hmm. have that open communication because it's, it's that friend. Ooh, you know what someone so said about you? What made them so comfortable to say it to you? Oh, yeah. Wow. That's true. It, it works out as being a parent. What did you say about your friend? Mm-hmm. Hey, guys. One thing that we're doing is we're trying to get people to share their stories. And I understand that some of you may still be in the healing process, embarrassed, or just really don't want to share your story publicly. We have a program designed where you can share your story anonymously. And what we'll do is you'll submit it to our secure platform, and we will actually share your story anonymously, and then I'll give you advice. And that advice will help other people who are going through, I promise, some of the exact same situations that you are. Please reach out to us at lifeoflivingabundantly at gmail.com. You can also check out our website at lifeoflivingabundantly.com. Have a good day. Bye. Okay, so going back to how um you, Jasmine, were like kind of just slowly seeing Lola like become separated from you, I guess. Um did you try to like constantly reach out and I guess hang around her? Like what was that process like? Um as I mentioned, you know, you will call you can't do it, you know, hey, let's do this. Okay, I think about it, I'll get back to you. It never mm-hmm. happened. So it became why call when we can't meet up. Mm-hmm. So, and it was, it didn't happen like immediately. It happened over time. Mm-hmm. And um, and so it's kind of like, did I do something? Yeah. But not to her, but it's the... Okay. Hey, how are you? The you know you feel the you believe somebody... the things that are being said about this person. And though I don't remember a lot of direct <laughs> things, it was more so, you know, like makes you question, like, well, what what's wrong with her? You know. And when I heard you talk about your baby shower, and I was like, here's your gift. I gotta go because you just had a baby. Oh, okay. You just remember. So I was like, what was more pressing than you? The baby. Okay. <laughs> the two, so I left the, the baby at home. Uh-huh. The oh, two yeah, month and old. I didn't leave my babies with nobody. Yeah, the two-month-old. Literally. Okay. But, you that know, it was right down the street. So it was probably 15 minutes from, I'd probably say 20 minutes from your house to my cousin's. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. 
you know, you came, you dropped it off, and you went back. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you just... that is That was a pattern in my life where I was always anxious, and I always had to get back, and I was always accountable for every second I think of when my you life. came over <laughs> when you was trying to help me breastfeed, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think it was a quick trip. I think you were out. I think you had a doctor's appointment. Mm-hmm. And not saying it was a sneak out, but it was, well, since I'm out, let me run and go mm-hmm. see the baby and everything like that. Yeah, I had to meet with friends for lunch and things like when the kids were at school. You know, he was at work. And it's not like I wouldn't tell him, but that's when I was free of interruption or phone mm-hmm. calls or badgering or exactly who is that. Um, it's the, like, since I'm just I'm telling out, y'all, it just was not worth it to spend time with somebody and then just all the badgering and the questions and the things that would be said about other people that were just not true. And it's Mm -hmm. just like, so you're making me question the choices of people that I would make. Like you're making me question the choice of people that I would hang around. Do I not have good judgment? Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what that person tries to manipulate. in That's that's, That's what I had a couple of months ago. Those are crooked people. Politicians mm-hmm. and pastors yeah. are crooked. And and, and it's just kind of like you get tired of defending yourself and then the people that you're around. And it's just like, so what do you tell me about how I've grown up all my life? Mm-hmm. What was your question? I don't even remember. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're going to go off into okay, a but it was. What did you say? How did I feel? Like I when was I, asking. When I realized that it was happening. Yeah, like what was going through your mind? Did you think to it, like reach out to family? This, I, like, I reached out, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, me, at this point, me and... You know, the big sister are no longer talking. Because she's gone. She's gone. You know, mm-hmm. I will reach out. Moved out of state. Yeah. You know, I will call every once in a while. But, you know, new job, new atmosphere. Mm-hmm. You know, you're in basically the black capital of the world. You're in D- you're in the DMV. This is a mm-hmm. whole new thing of life that's going on. And you're not talking to your sister. Not knowing yeah. you're not talking to your sister. I was not talking to my sister. But I wasn't talking to your sister, you know, and me and her used to talk at least when she went up to D.C. Mm-hmm. We talked probably twice a week. We stayed mm-hmm. connected. Then not knowing you weren't talking to her. So it's and she's not saying anything. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So that that relationship failed off. then slowly but surely. You know, we fell off. Mm-hmm. And then we weren't, we couldn't even see each other at church. That was our saving grace. Mm-hmm. And we talked through church, mm-hmm. during church, mm-hmm. after church. Mm-hmm. And then That's a, the, the we wouldn't even started. talk at church anymore. The look started. Like, why are mm-hmm. you sitting over here? Oh, mm-hmm. wow. Our families would sit together. Mm-hmm. And, well, her the, and her daughter. Yeah, and the then, girls. And they, they would kick, 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 kick. And <laughs> they got along so well. And did Girl Scouts together. Mm-hmm. did a lot we didn't have family here so she was my family you know we just showed you hawaii like <laughs> we pretended to get on a plane okay, and everything. okay. <laughs> we had like i said you saw all the tropical spain mm-hmm. we what else did we do was it after was her, it the same day we did so much it seems like everything mm-hmm. we uh went to um 
this little Japanese restaurant over by my oh, house. Oh, the crawfish. Yeah. <laughs> to this day, Naomi talks about that. You traumatized the baby. So, <sighs> we went to this little off the run of a mill hole. It's not it's still was, there, ain't it? No, it's actually gone to close oh. during COVID. Uh, but Darn. I know, right? And it was, it was not worth any nickel put into it. But they had crawfish, and she got a crawfish and she put it on the baby's plate. The baby probably no more than four if she was that old. And she wasn't paying attention. She's looking at the atmosphere, looking at everybody. And she goes, ah! She gets up and she's running. She, I was like, we're going to jail. We're going to jail. <laughs> child abuse. I'm like, this go- is the worst child abuse case I've ever seen in my life. That's a, but that was the relationship. And I was like, do you know where your mother is from? <laughs> and you are... And you are here screaming over this crawfish. It's a, it's a bug. I think she called it the roach for real. I don't know what she said. <laughs> oh, no, Naomi. She, she, oh, gosh, just holler. And I was just like, that poor baby. Yeah. Poor baby. So there was a point where he, so it just kind of got to a point where he kind of just started acting like strange, I guess, because y'all, if y'all were had we're the kids around each it other, it was so we, uncomfortable. Then we just started that's, that's moving what, outside of my house because we would always meet at my house. Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha. so then our events were outside of the house mm-hmm. and out of where he wasn't there, mm-hmm. and that's gotcha. how it was with all my friends. Oh, it was yeah. so uncomfortable. That's, so we met at church, so church was the safe place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Church no longer became the safe place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you could be friends with somebody and just one day they look at you differently mm-hmm. or they say something to you. You're like, where did it come from? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you, you're you just like, okay, I'm a backup. Then you're like, hey, how are you doing? And they still give you that same energy. Mm-hmm. And when you look at a child, like when he would look at her child that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, okay. Like, it was, hey, uncle. No. Wow. Mm-hmm. The, when it first started, hey, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then, that's your uncle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, so you kind of, you pull back from negativity, mm-hmm. not knowing that you're actually pulling back from a victim. Mm-hmm. And that's how the isolation is so huge. Because when I needed people, they didn't even know I needed them. And it was like, oh, another one bites the dust. I'm in this alone. And and I just, I didn't have family, you know, little cousins. And I didn't have anybody to help raise my kids with me. Like, I was raised with my cousins, my aunts, my uncles, mm-hmm. first, second, third. Cause I don't even know who all them people are. They Everybody's just my cousins. It was mm-hmm. so many people. And I felt bad I couldn't give that to my kids. So I did it through family and um, I was the community house. And then I realized like people just started backing off. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden you don't have your friends. You don't have the school stuff. You're just alone. Every door in that house had people coming in. You were coming in the front door. You were coming in through the garage door. You were coming in mm-hmm. through the back door. I tried to build community so hard. And and it was such a loving and warm and fun 
again, like everything of who I am, I think portrayed like how I wanted to throw Christmas parties mm-hmm. and, and it all made him look great. Mm-hmm. And no matter how wonderful the event would be, then you got to hear about this person and that person and what you did wrong. And why did you say that like that? And, you know, um, you know, we got to go to church with them people on Sunday and you did this and you did that. Like, and mind you, I've never been drunk a day in my life. And when she said everybody smoke weed, I've never been high a day in my life. You know, it's just kind of like, what did I do so bad that was so embarrassing? Like, it's not like I took the bottle to the head or like all this. If you've ever hung out with me, like my family, we just got back from a cruise out of New Orleans. They couldn't understand. All this is natural, you know? Oh, yeah, I've seen it. (laughs) (laughs) It's natural. And I think that spirit um, that is not innate um, in that person, they hate that spirit mm-hmm. in you. They hate that that joy and that happiness in you. Mm-hmm. And what the real diagnosis is, she was getting it. Her baby was getting it. Mm-hmm. You know, her baby got it on the level that my children got it. Can't have that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then when people loved me, they gave that back to me. Mm-hmm. It was not given to us. This is how they think in their minds. It's, it's so dysfunctional, but it really came down to the energy that he wanted for himself. I was sharing that love and that energy and emotion and kindness with everyone because that's who I am. So that's why I begin, my soul begin to die because I couldn't be who I am. That's what I was going to ask. Is that like, a jealousy thing was mm-hmm. he jealous because you had all this all these family and friends surrounding you see people don't understand there's a difference between being jealous mm-hmm. and being envious mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think it was more envy. envious yeah mm-hmm. of it there's a little bit of evil in envy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think it was <clears throat> Your parents are here, mine are not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your siblings are close by, mine are not. Mm-hmm. So when I want my time, I get my time. Mm-hmm. There's nothing else above my time. There's nothing else above my thoughts. There's nothing else above my action. There's nothing else above my love. There's nothing else above mm-hmm. my words. There's nothing else above me. Very well stated. Yeah. It was it wasn't jealousy. It was the envious mm-hmm. side that showed and like I said, you could feel the energy. Mm-hmm. And it might it might be the Louisiana in us. I don't know. It might be, you know, that I ten, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's when we feel it, we try to love it out of you. Mm-hmm. Pacify it. Mm-hmm. It's very damaging. And we don't know that we're only digging a hole, not for them, but for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we love hard. The same energy she has, I have. As you see, mm-hmm. I, we don't need no liquor to <laughs> have fun over here. We're happy-go-lucky people, mm-hmm. you know. You have parents that might have had 
some rough times, but they're still together to this day. Mm -hmm. So we look at it as though the day that we get married, we want to be like our parents. We want to be happy. We want to be happy and strong in a relationship. Mm -hmm. Yes. I want you to love my stinky drawers. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't want you to throw your stinky drawers in my face. Mm -hmm. I want to love everything about you. Mm -hmm. And when you think you're doing that, and you are doing it, you're Mm -hmm. loving their funky drawers, but they're throwing it in your face. Mm -hmm. They're disrespectful. It's it's undermining. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And And that's the energy that people were feeling but you see your loved one is granted from ear to ear if she like it i love it and, yeah and she's adorable it i you i'll cherish she's happy it. she's a good mother mm-hmm. she's even better she's wife a, yes she's a great mother she's even a better wife and let's clarify something was it an act i don't know you no. you were great no because it's 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 a who i've always desired to be, I gave that game plan. Mm-hmm. So I gave you all of this. Mm-hmm. Be happy. This is the way I act. This is the way I treat you. This is, I gave you what you wanted. Showers of lessons. Mm-hmm. Kids didn't want for anything. Mm-mm. Husband didn't want for anything. Mm-mm. I was the only one depleted, begging. I didn't want for anything. I had everything I needed, which I was able to protect my children. But not until I got divorced did I understand how much I needed and how much I was neglected. Mm-hmm. You know, and that that was really sad to have to digest that the love that I thought I knew was never love. So it's like yeah. over there, I've never there been is loved. a ram. Her ram was her divorce. Yeah. The sacrifice was the divorce. Mm-hmm. Huge. But she, she got to keep her children. Mm-hmm. It's a battle. I say my children got to keep me. I was very close. I'm not supposed to be here. So I thank God every day. Yeah. Well, um, I just have one more question. Uh-huh. Um. So as a... Um, coming from both sides so as a friend witnessing your friend going through well you don't you didn't even know what was happening Mm -hmm. so how can a person be like transparent about what they're going through while like how can I let my friend know this is what I'm going through or as today as late 30s early 40s as today as like in the moment in the moment, like in, she in was the moment, in we can't go back in time. Yeah, we cannot go back in time. Mm-hmm. So, if I knew today mm-hmm. what I know now, girl, get in the car. Mm-hmm. We driving, mm-hmm. we driving, mm-hmm. we driving. I don't even okay. care if it's for a second. Tell them you be back. We're mm-hmm. driving. You finna let loose. You finna let out every emotion mm-hmm. that can. Cause I see something's wrong. Yeah. There's like he's he's giving me a look. What's going on? No mm-hmm. children. He ain't gonna do anything. Them children. So we gonna just gonna let, mm-hmm. leave them there. We mm-hmm. gonna let the kids sit there. They be all right. 
let's drive. Let's drive to the next county. Let, let's mm-hmm. drive to Chattanooga if we have to. We could be back in a day. Let I would never leave gone. my kids that long. It's just, what is it? Two and a half hours. But drive, like, but she really would. But drive and breathe. Tell me what's going on. Mm-hmm. Express to me well, what are you going through on a daily? Because I can't go back in time. But right. being older and being wiser now mm-hmm. of the red flags of the banner going up in the air and it's mm-hmm. waving high because there was a lot of white flags like help mm-hmm. there were a lot mm-hmm. there was a lot of cry for help and it's not that I didn't say anything to anyone um, in the end I talked to my bestie and then I start to say things to my sister mm-hmm and then once you open it up, it's like a can of worms. And then I started to tell my mom. And then um, I remember my mom getting so mad at me because I, I I was on the phone with her and I was hiding out. And I said, Mommy, he makes me feel like I'm not even a good person. And my mom went off. She hit the roof. Mm-hmm. She hit the roof. So in that moment, if I were to give advice to anybody and how to help that person, um, I didn't have time to develop a plan. Start developing a plan. Start developing a plan that if you stay, what that looks like. Mm-hmm. If you go, what that looks like. Um, having provisions in place um, to protect your children. Having a financial sense of security. Mm. Because if you're dealing with somebody like that, their ultimate goal is to destroy and dismantle everything about you. And you need to go ahead and grieve the relationship while you're still in it. Because when you finally make a move to leave, um, you need to be able to go through that discard process. And um, who you thought you knew, baby. You never knew him. Like that's when you, that's why I made the comment like love that I knew never existed. Cause somebody who truly loves you would have never, it would have never led to this. Mm. I loved him enough to let him go. You know, that says a lot. So. Yeah. That's it. Once, once it's gone and once you know you're over it, You'll never cry about it again. Mm-mm. You'll cry tears of joy. But you'll Mm-mm. never cry about it again. Mm-mm. No. That's it. Mm-hmm. Unless you got some more questions, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> and then eventually you're just in fight mode, you know, and protection mode mm-hmm. of everything that you've created. And when I say fight mode, like I fought so hard for my safety, my peace, my relationships, my family, my job, my my car, my relationships. Like you fight so hard for freedom. Mm-hmm. Freedom. So you better believe I protect my peace. And that's why the dating process, which is a whole nother podcast, it, it it's just. It, it was an infringement on my peace. So it's like, <laughs> y'all, I, I'm giving off something that continues to draw in 
a piece of my past. You remember I said the demon that you know, mm -hmm. like you keep drawing and yeah. repeating those cycles. So let me go and do some more work mm -hmm. because my man is out there doing his work so that when we see each other, we're, we're going to recognize it because mm -hmm. I instantly recognize. Let me take my unhealed pieces and you go take your unhealed pieces, please. You know, because you just you at any cost, you're not ever going to sniff around and see this right. It's not worth my peace. It's not worth the temporary satisfaction. It's not worth that spirit into my spirit and you stealing this goodness of all the work that I've done mm -hmm. and you just getting it for free. I'm not giving away my peace. Mm -hmm. It's like costly. They, like they said, oh, it takes a strong person to help or be in a relationship with somebody who's been broken. I don't want to go to a new relationship broken. Mm. No, that's not. And I don't, I don't want your burdens on me either. Yeah. Now, if there's a situation that happens, we'll work through it. But don't bring your broken pieces from your battered situation to me. If I had to heal, I know what it took to heal. I had to invest in the healing. I won't accept anything less. And you can't fake healing. Mm. The end. Period. Point blank. Point blank. Thank you. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> I hope it got the list. Hi, guys. Thank you for enjoying that episode with us. I would love to ask you guys to do a few things for me. If you can, please subscribe, download, and leave a review. And if it is on your heart, please share an episode with anybody who may come to mind so that we can get this positive message out to those who need to receive it. Thank you. Bye-bye.